As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is James Bryant. I am your host, and we have a absolutely rock star special guest today. Somebody who just recently released a book. It is Miss Kate. Kate, how are you doing today? James, I am great. It's so good to be here, and I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. Cool. So, Kate, we're going to include links to your LinkedIn profile and wherever social media handles you want people to go to. But can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I always tell folks that I'm an accidental brand strategist. Basically, what that means is, well, first off, brand strategist, what that means is I work with organizations and founders to help them get their messaging down in such a way that they're able to get more of the right prospects to the right table at the right time. Okay. And James, I say I'm an accidental one because I had no intention of getting into this business at all. Really? So, so how did that happen? How did you kind of get into the business? Well, you know, it's really interesting. I was such a geek. I was such a lover of academia. I had originally intended to pursue a PhD in linguistic anthropology. Oh, wow. Which basically is the study of how language shapes culture and how culture shapes language. Okay, so I was a nerd. I loved it. And then you know what happened? The market crashed. Oh, yeah. So I was about to start graduate work. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I had a professor. He's like, listen, we love you. We do not know where this field of study is going to be. (laughs) You should probably go and get a job, pay off some of that undergraduate debt, come back when you've got a bit of world experience, and then you can start your graduate and your PhD studies. I was like, okay. So by the way, of course, my Italian father, I always tell people this, and it's so true. He was like, leave my house. (laughs) Like, you need to get a job, you need to go. So (laughs) I I left academia, and here the the what happened was, to put it shortly, I fell into sales out of pure necessity. I went and took a sales job. And James, it was in that job, my first big sales job, that I recognized the power of being able to deliver a very simple and provocative brand pitch that got that person on the other end of the phone or the other end of the email to want to have a conversation with me. And that was the beginning for me. That is what let my career go. There's something here. Cool. And what you say to somebody that first 30 seconds, and how can I say this in a way that's authentic to me, Gives them what they need and we can have a win-win. Wow. So it was a linguistic anthropology. What was it again now? Linguistic anthropology. That sounds like marketing to me. No. Right. No. Yeah. (laughs) Just really understanding the different words and how you can use those words to really convey the message to connect with people and draw them in to have that conversation. That's right. I think that is pretty cool. So... All right. There's a lot of different places that we can go. So (laughs) in terms of our audience, there are Mm -hmm. a lot of people with an engineering background, some owners of companies, construction background. And so have you experienced people in those areas and what are some of the unique challenges 
do you think that they experience from a marketing perspective? So yes. And okay. Well, let's answer this in a couple of ways. So first yeah. off, I have to tell you, when I, I had ended that sales job, I had gotten recruited out, James, to go work in like the marketing agency world. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, a construction company recruited me to go and build brand and do marketing for them. Cool. So I have over five years, just five years, five years working in construction. But of course, in that journey of working in that space, I learned a ton. And I worked not only, of course, with this general contractor, but of course, with all the subcontracting partners. Mm-hmm. a partners across the board, sustainability partners. And so for me, that was just an industry that I love. I love how real people are. I love that you just speak in true layman's terms, that overly corporate. It's just, you're doing great work for people. So that was my background. And I understood that brands still applied to something as down to earth as construction. And when I, and currently, interestingly enough, I've worked with a number of construction companies, design firms, engineering firms. And I've also done brand for even lean construction consultants. Oh, cool. So cool. interesting, just kind of facets of how different people have said, how do we improve our messaging to really help more organizations here? So that being said, let's talk about this engineering construction firms. What are they facing? What are they dealing with? Right? Yeah. Well, right now, the biggest thing that I've seen, and I think we have known this probably for the last five or 10 years is that we see a shift in the leadership, don't we? We're seeing a huge shift in our Gen Xers and boomers transitioning. Yes. And as that shift has happened and their customers have also had that happen, the need is more than ever to begin to do things a little differently. We have to have a digital presence now. We have to network differently. We have to not just rely on the fact that I knew so-and-so as a fellow soup on a project for 30 years, but that, no, we got to go out and break out new relationships. We've got to know what to say when we walk in the room. And all of these yeah. things lead to the fact that we have to meet new people. And when you're in a position as an organization to meet new people, you got to brand. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. And what I would add too is that it's not just the shift in leadership, it's the shift in workforce. Oh, yeah. Because it's even recruiting mm-hmm. the new people that are coming into your organization. And so that branding, that messaging has to be such, not just to attract your customers, That's right. but also to attract the, your job applicants, your workforce that you want to come work for your company because you're so great and all of the different things that you're doing. You have to be able to communicate that message to both of those audiences. That's right. I think we also recognized, you know, more than ever, the importance of attracting and retaining really great talent does hinge on our organizations and our leaders' ability to really get down to the brass tacks of knowing, hey, expressing clearly, this is what we do and this is how we can solve our customers' problems and this is how our company's different. Yeah. And that at the end of the day is what I call a brand pitch. That's what I teach my clients. And it's simple, it's practical, and yet 
it often eludes us both as organizations and as leaders, because let's be real, brand sounds like a super fluffy, nebulous marketing mumbo jumbo thing. <laughs> it's not, though. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's not. It's really trying to, in the simplest terms, talk about what you're doing. I was talking to somebody earlier today and this person said that they uncomplicate the complicated. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how I think about as you're talking about your brand and your messages and everything that you're saying, it's really you want to provide a very simple solution. What I find in some of the clients that I work with, particularly in the engineering space, is they get so focused on the benefits and features and the type of technology that they have and how fast the processor is right. and how great that it can zoom in to this terms of pixels in terms of images, but they never really focus on how they actually make the customer's job easier or how they solve that problem. You know what? You're hitting the nail on the head. I've worked with hundreds of engineers. I've worked with AI technology professionals in the construction industry. Even I've got a client that they have an incredible AI technology that helps architects and engineers and construction companies see in real time and visualize against the plan. It's phenomenal. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating though. All of that really important stuff got buried among a pile of hundreds of features and benefits. And God bless us as engineers, but let's be real. <laughs> Nobody cares about all that stuff yet right. until you can tell that person Here's what I do for you. Here's the heart pain we really stall for you in your organization. And by the way, here's how our company is actually in our product or service is different and better than the rest. And that's the method that I teach is like brand is not just big old storytelling. It's actually quite formulaic. And it's recognizing for yourself as a company, as a leader, this is about order of operations. Your features and benefits are super important. You would yes. never say throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. It's a matter of, they just don't care yet until you can get to the brass tacks of the core message. It gets somebody to the point, what I always say, the brand conversation that gets them to the conversion point where they go, oh, that makes sense. So how does it work? Yes. Got it. Now I want to watch your video. Yes. Now I want to look at your charts and your graphs, right? Yes. That's what we want. When yeah. you start with all of the features in the technology, a person's looking at it for a few seconds and their attention is going someplace else. But when you start it, like what you're saying is drawing them in, you want to tell them those things so that they're interested. Now you can look at some of the more detailed information that you have. And you're right, you don't want to throw it out, but you want to have it in the appropriate place so that in your cycle, you're able to point to that, able to show them that, and it continues to build confidence with that customer. That's right. It's also just recognizing it from buyer psychology, pure, pure psychology standpoint, understanding when they're ready yeah. to know all that stuff. Yeah. And yet, guess what? Your customer actually can be ready to know all of that in like 30 seconds to a minute. The job of your brand is just get them there. What's fascinating though, is when I work with leaders and organizations, I think it's really important for all of us to recognize that we often have this fear that if I don't tell you all the incredible features and benefits and all the amazing things, but hold on, it does this, but hold on, it does that. We fear that we're going to lose the opportunity or that yeah. they're not going to buy from us. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. And it's interesting because it points to leading from a place of desperation versus leading from a place of invitation. 
I want to invite you to the next Unwebinar. What is an Unwebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two-way conversations between you and myself, where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next Unwebinar today. Ooh, so let's talk about that a little bit more. So what is it when you're leading from a place of desperation? Define that a little bit more. Ooh, so of course we could go all into like all sorts of things, but if I want to talk numbers for a second, you know what that looks like? That looks like a company and a brand is trying to speak to everybody and take in any customer they can. And all of a sudden they get crappy customers in the door that suck their people dry. And it was atrocious process and experience and they lost money and their bottom line got sucked and the whole thing. Wow. That is leading from desperation. Yes. Leading from invitation is being super persnickety in particular to say, nope, I serve this group of people and I deliver this particular thing and I'm staying in my lane. But, but wait, but wait, if I do that, I'm going to leave all of these other opportunities behind. Why why would I do that, Kate? Why? Why? Because you know what? I'm sorry. Your bottom line just got killed because you spent time trying to run after the wrong people, convince them to buy, and then get them through a hellacious project that sucked everybody's energy and time. And everybody went home crabby and it was terrible. You're not in the business of convincing. You're in the business of converting. And so from a pure revenue standpoint, stop trying to convince the wrong people to buy from you. You start converting the ones that actually need what you offer and have the highest probability of buying from you. Ooh, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it. The marketing megaphone, Kate, has actually spoken. Kate, I'm going to give you a a, a virtual fist pump on that one. That was that's really good. So do you have any interesting stories that you what are some funny stories that you if you can talk about them? (laughs) that you have in the marketing and messaging space. I'll just tell you kind of a general theme that I see that is so funny. And I see this a lot for companies, especially in construction and engineering who have leadership. We've always done it this way. Oh Oh my gosh. gosh. If you have people on your team that you're like, Bob, (laughs) if you tell me that one more time, right, Karen? Okay. So if you're hearing that, you're like, oh my God, that's so my team. Okay. Listen, we've all been there. But if you are in the, we've always done it this way, or you are unfortunately are working with people that say that, what often happens is they spend all this time and energy getting their message down. And you know what happens? They A, don't implement it because they get stuck for months in some bureaucratic process of, well, we need everybody to weigh in on this now. So they mean zero traction. Yeah. Or B, they implement it And because they don't get a silver bullet in the matter of two days, they start changing it around. And one person has one particular opinion about one word and this word and that word. And all of a sudden they become the most crazy brand enthusiasts and they just shut their message to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Leave it. They don't trust. They don't trust the process that you've implemented to refine their marketing and their message. They lean back to what they've known. That's right. They're not understanding that what they have been doing is what got them in the place that they are and they wouldn't be experiencing the pain points or the heart pain or the issues that they are 
if they weren't experiencing those things, they wouldn't need you. Exactly right. right. If they weren't, if they were doing everything and everything was kicking on cylinders, all cylinders, the profits were continuing to grow, they wouldn't need you. And mm-hmm. then when you come in and you say, okay, here's what I'm here. Here is what I see. Here's the message that you're saying. And I think we can go with that. They're like, that's great. But then they don't want to implement it. That's exactly right. And I think there's this fear. It's scary. Listen, when you're talking about your brand, you're talking about changing your messaging. I understand there's a deep fear sometimes that what happens? What's the worst that could happen? But actually, that's the right question to ask. Well, hold on. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Yeah. What is Girl, the worst that can happen? for you. So what's the worst <laughs> that can happen if you change it? <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? Yeah. We get in our own way, don't we? We allow these fears to just completely lead us down this path of being paralyzed. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And then we wonder why our marketing is crap and why our sales aren't improving. Oh, my goodness. So, Kate, do do you have any like suggestions or success? There's somebody listening right now and they're thinking, well, my marketing could use a little bit of refining. What suggestions would you have for them? I think that there's kind of three buckets that I want you to know. Yeah. Step one, you need to own your expertise. You need to stand very confidently and remember that you're not in the business of convincing, you're in the business of converting. Number two, if you believe that you need to get super surgical on deciding the one or two or maybe three audiences you're supposed to serve, not the 15 or 20 you think you're supposed to speak to. (laughs) Technically speaking, even though everybody can buy from you, technically speaking, not everybody will. And that is okay. Your revenue generation and growth is hinged upon your ability to niche in and do a dang good job serving one or two groups. And over time, as they buy more from you, other people notice and they want in. Then you'll have the revenue to go and talk to those people and message to those people and build market share, okay? Mm-hmm. So number one, on your confidence. Number two, niche in and focus on exactly who you want to talk to and know why. And then number three, you've got to then build a message that systematically says, this is what we do, this is how we solve your problem, and this is how we're different. And I will tell you, James, ultimately what I'm getting at when I talk about building your message is that you're no longer saying, hey, these are the products and the services we offer, but saying, this is the bottom line heart pain we solve for you. Oh, by the way, how we happen to do that are through these amazing products and services. When you deliver that emotive message, you've hit the nail on the head because it's the message that when somebody sees it and they hear it, they go, oh my gosh, you read my mail. I want to have a conversation. Boom. I mean, if, if, if this will be a drop the mic moment. However... I do want you to share a little bit about your recently released book, Muting the Megaphone. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. Sure. So by the way, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, if I were to write a book, I'd have said, that's the most, that's the worst idea. Nobody has time for that. So I had no idea this book was coming. But honestly, a lot of people were saying, can you write down the formula that you teach your clients? Can you just give me the step-by-step? And so honestly, this is a tiny little hundred page book, okay? But it is literally your how-to guide of how to write a brand. 
I yeah. walk you through exactly how to hone in on your tone of voice, absolutely select and refine and define your target audiences, determine what the heart pain is that you solve, and that how do you actually write the sentences and put it in the right formula and implement it across website, digital, print, everything. So that is what this book is. And again, it's all based on this principle of cut to the chase, stop trying to say complex stories, yammering on about features and benefits, build a brand that's going to create a conversation where somebody goes, I want to talk to you. Let's come to the table. That's the purpose of this book. That is cool. So Kate, the best place for people to pick up a copy of your book is where? You can actually go right to my website. It's going to put you right on Amazon if you wanted to go that way. Available on Amazon and across a number of platforms. If you decide to check on my website, James will put that in the links yes. or in the notes, I'm sure. It's yep. katedeleo.com. And by the way, check out the LinkedIn as well. If you're listening today and you follow James, feel free to follow or directly connect with me. Send me a message if you've got a question on your brand on LinkedIn. I answer those personally. Happy to connect and talk with you. All right. Kate, I have absolutely enjoyed our time talking together. I would ask that you consider just maybe coming back on the show sometime in the future so that I we can talk about it. marketing and branding again, because I think it's such an important topic. But so I want to thank you for your time today. And I'm going to end this podcast like I end every podcast, which is this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there is a select group of people that actually follow through do it and are living the life of their dreams and in your case, impacting the world. Kate, I want to thank you for being part of that select view. Thank you so much, Jane. It's been a pleasure. It has been. The pleasure has <laughs> been all mine. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.